Suko Ivode, welcome to Brika Saka Mandalorian Podcast. My name is Cork. My name is Marika. And I'm Brett. All right, and welcome to Chapter 21, The Pirate. Which I feel like doesn't really fit the naming scheme. I mean, I know there are pirates, but there's not like a singular pirate. What are you talking about? I guess Gor- I guess Gorian... I guess Mr. Mr. Kelp Boy. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, anyway, but we are directed by Peter Ramsey and written by John Favreau. He's a new one, too. Okay, is he? He's a new director. So. Uh, you know who's directing next episode? Oh. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes! <laughs> and it's going to be 49 minutes long. All right. <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't really write the preview sound this week because it felt kind of very, like, yep, here's the pirate's den has the dark saber. Like, this is what... Well, what's going on with Moff Gideon? Yeah, yeah. like, it's Moff Gideon somewhere. Um, so it didn't seem like anything that was kind of, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, this, this was the one episode kind of going into it this season where I had literally no idea what, what was going to happen. Because I feel like the last one was like, oh, yeah. like you must go to the mines of Mandalore. It's like, oh, we're going to be at the mines. And then it's like, oh, this one ended with they're still at the mines. Like, But this one was like, <laughs> oh, I have literally no idea. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we start in Navarro. Uh, Grief is having like a city planning meeting with some civil engineers. Um, I love <laughs> I love how stupid and obvious the thing he says is. You know, let's move the trading sector closer to the port. <laughs> really? Wow. Who would have ever I thought? I mean, I guess we we're like a wild west, I, like, boring right. town. Not everyone plays Sim City or City Skylines, okay? It just feels like, uh, I think your city plan- if your city planners haven't suggested that yet. <laughs> or do we, we are, okay, so there's actually a thing in that field where like, you leave something dumb and obvious so that the person in charge gets <laughs> yeah. to move something so they oh, feel better Oh, I was going to say, or, oh, it's like the woman said that early in the meeting because obviously, and then grief is now just like, actually, I thought yeah, of this no, great uh, idea. My coworker's uh, wife who is an architect says like, sometimes you have to leave the dumbest detail in there so that like, the, the people who are like the heads of the firm can make one change they feel good no, about themselves. No, that's not like a firm, Brett. That's like a sexist no, thing. Firm. Like women yeah. say oh, no, I, I am, the I'm saying that too, like, but like, actually, that obvious they thing. They teach the that in architect schools. You have to make one dumb mistake so people can correct it. That people like to say. Uh, like, yeah, I guess yeah. like, I guess like they have some sort of... of yeah. Building it special. All right, so while they're having this dumb discussion, the square is attacked. And... No, we just get the call. Oh, oh, the, the ship like flies yes. over the yeah. square and then the droid comes in and then... Um, what is this? The, I was calling him Easter Grass. Gorian um, Shran. Gorian Shan, yeah. yeah. Hails uh, Grief, and he can't believe that it's the same Grief Cogger who used to run the Hunter's Guild because, like, now. He, he looks like a pompous nobleman getting yeah. ready for his, like, wedding feast or something. Yeah. It's very weird. It's, it's a very specific. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Gorn is uh, seeking revenge because of all the men that were killed uh, back in the first episode. Um, yeah, and Grief says that, you know, oh, the New Republic's going to come, and the guy's like, yeah. no, they're not. I know that Navarre is an independent, like, planet. You're not connected to anyone, so no one's going right. to come to help you. Um, right, he says, like, they can't even keep control of their own, of the mid-rim. You think they're going to come out here for a planet not allied with them? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? So, yeah, then this is when they start shooting into the square. Because mm-hmm. um, the Easter Grassy aliens basically like, well, don't want to have me again unless it's just surrender. So then he starts shooting at the square, the one droid is like, I'm not a sure we must get you out of here. And then Grace says that, no, he's going to stay with the people and they need to get them all to safety. Because he's a good leader. Yeah. He yeah. records... He's uh, not going to Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus, fucking... I used to be a bounty hunter, Grief Krug is better than half the representation <laughs> we have in this country. Um, so... He that does record a message and sends it uh, to the New Republic. Cut to a New Republic base bar. I want to say, first of all, this music that we're playing going in. You know how much I love like music in Star Wars yeah. that is supposed to be like 
in universe music. Yeah. Like why I love so much the the um what is it? The Niamos yeah. from Andor, the little like club music. Yeah. I love this music so much. <laughs> I love it. I love this music. I love how pretty this planet is. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's given vibes. I liked this. I liked it. So the uh, bartender says gives a message to the traffic cop. I do kind of like that. Like, I know the cameos are annoying sometimes, but I do kind of like that at the bar. Uh, De Filoni, Rick. Um, God, Fiji, Fiji, yeah, it's not. And Deborah like, Chow, remember, because they were they were pilots in like the first season. Oh. They're they're like drinking at the bar. Too. Oh, I saw this on the IMDb credits that Dave Filoni was in this episode. Yeah, they're like was... over oh, here. Okay. Like, you can see Deborah Chow really well when we like go like. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. So like because that. Traffic Cop is kind of becoming a bigger character, um, his name is Captain Carson Teva, uh-huh. and he is played by Paul Hunsung Lee. Mm-hmm. So. He gets the message, and it's basically grief asking him for help. He said that, you know, he said that if the Navarro ne- ever needed help, he could reach out to him. Yeah, and they're being attacked by pirates, and he doesn't think the planet will survive if they don't get help. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's worried that the grass guy's going to turn it into a pirate base. So then that thing from Rebels It's comes Zeb! Out. It's literally Zeb! <laughs> is it Zeb, like- where the fuck is your husband? Why aren't you at home? Doing spy bit- Why? Shit, I told you. I'm cottage so core don't pay the bills. Where's Callus? Uh, you guys went off to go have yeah, your cottage core furry gay sure. marriage thing. Like, what is happening? So I was watching this during work and I literally texted Cord like, is that fucking Zeb? <laughs> Followed up by, it is! That's it. That's I, definitely him. And then just like, fuck yeah, live action Lassant that doesn't look as shit as I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. No, it, this it, looks, I was literally like, that's Zeb's voice actor. I know voice actors. Yeah. And then sure enough, like, yeah, he's not confirming the credits. But also, well, that yeah. answered my question. I was going to be like, I put this thing from Rebels. Is it that guy? You guys it's are literally that like, same <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. okay. They, so he... He looks really good, honestly. I'm surprised, because I think yeah, that it, this could have looked 5,000 times worse. It did, it look, it did look good, yeah. yeah. I feel like it was probably a mix of practical and Which, CGI. I think it was mostly CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I do want to say something, because I do think it's interesting. Which to makes me even happier that they went, like, they're using that design now in live action. Because remember... That's the, the, the uh, like, original sketch design for Chewbacca. One of the, like, rough draft designs for Chewbacca. Yeah, that was one of the concept arts. For, but, uh, for Wookiees, yeah. Um, so I do think it's interesting that we put... Right, because it's, it's a fun cameo, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm okay with that, because I don't think that that took anything away from... No, even, shit. like, because like, it would... W- because I know I've gotten annoyed with some of the cameos because it feels like, oh, I'm supposed to know this person, but I don't. Yeah. And uh-huh. I was literally like, oh, he's one of the same race of that thing that's in Rebels. Yeah, right. And I didn't realize it was actually the same character, but that doesn't right. really matter. He's yeah. just also a guy at this base. Like, right. So, like, I feel like... I also think it's interesting because... I mean, when as we, we, saw, we have uh, Ezra and... We've, we've had multiple Rebels references now, too. Well, the Ahsoka show is next, isn't it? And that's basically... Mm-hmm. Well, also, I was also going to say Bad Batch. We have Hera and, and uh, Kanan. Yeah, they were in Bad Batch. Bad Batch has been focusing mostly on pre-Andor shit right now, though. Okay. A lot of Andor lore is coming from Bad Batch, surprisingly. <laughs> None of the Andor fans are going to say that. <laughs> Yo, season two was good as fuck, and I'm not... I'm, I know you said that, I'm still not going to lie. I'm not going to judge better. it. I know, but still, way better than before. Um, yeah, I just think, like... Because if they're doing a f- almost fully CGI character, which it seems like mostly that was, I think it's interesting that they're doing this here. Because yeah. I don't think they're going to throw all that money away for a one little cameo, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. probably They not. have the assets to do it now. It almost feels a little bit like a trial run. Are, yeah. yeah. Are they going to You know what Ahsoka? I mean? Is the whole Were they Rebels seeing crew? if this looked okay? Because yeah. you know how people had got so pissed about, like, um, like Cad Bane? Yeah. They didn't like how Cad Bane oh, yeah. looked? 
and stuff like that. They so had, I wonder if this like, was just like a Grand Moff Tarkin in the freaking um, Rebel One movie. Oh well, yeah, but that was a fully CGI right. person. Yeah. But that was a person. Yeah. But, like, but this I mean, is like, them more trying to do like a creating like a cartoon into live action. Yeah. Right, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like maybe this was like them being like, "Can we work? Can we make this thing?" Or we're yeah, what are people going to say about this? <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think that they the do. Subreddit, want, everyone was pretty positive. Actually. Yeah, honestly, people were like, "It's it's as better than I thought it was going to look." <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so it's a compliment yeah. to Disney, right? Um, now. Yeah. So Zeb tells, um, but he had a really good end to his story, and I'm kind of mad that he's just like on a rebel base now. Oh yeah. Well, he doesn't. Maybe he just maybe he's a commuter. <laughs> and he goes back to the secret, like, wild space home planet. Well, maybe, maybe his husband's away on business. Time. Maybe his he's basically in the Coast Guard. Spy. He's not the Coast yeah. Guard. The, um, the National Guard. He's just yeah. here for a couple of weeks, and then I'll get to go home. Um, anyway, so so Zeb tells Teva that, you know, like, oh, that really sucks about that planet, but, like, I don't think anyone's going to come. Like, they've got right. a backlog on Coruscant. He's like, even if you send a message, they haven't gotten back and to us honestly, in weeks. he's the guy to trust because he was stuck on Lothal for so long. Yeah. So Tava's like, okay, well, then I'll just go to Coruscant myself and give them the message. <laughs> so he goes himself and uh, walks in and sees Colonel Tim Meadows, um, which that took me out of him for a second. Thank you. I was like, we couldn't remember I know his name. Him I'm so like, he's much. in fucking everything. Yeah, the principal not... from Mean Girls. Yeah, he's been in like a thousand Christ. things. But... He was even in, uh, he plays a cannibal in principal um, from Mean Brooklyn Girls. Was what was, what was oh, yeah. Me. And I was so, like, God. so he goes in to see him and Ilya's just kind of in the hallway being like, oh, what's this? So, um, yeah, he basically tells him that um, he's requesting a, squ- a squadron to kind of, you know, help because the pirates are taking up this planet. Colonel hasn't even heard of Navarro. Um, he doesn't even listen to all of the message. He, like, shuts it out. He's like, well, he sounds distressed and, like, genuine, but, like... Yeah. And then Ilya walks in and is like, hey, I was going to go get some lunch. You want anything? Just going <laughs> to insert myself in this situation. Yes. Um, and then he's like, oh, hey, you served on the outer rim. Why have you ever heard of Navarro? She's like, yeah, I did some time on Navarro. Like, I spent some time on Navarro yeah. or something. Which is like, mm, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> like, what, when Moff Gideon was shooting up everyone? Yeah, in, the, in the cloning facility? Where? Like, yeah. Um, you know, she was just lobotomizing more people. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, and it is Ilya who points out that Navarro hasn't even signed up for the charter, mm-hmm. so they're not a member planet. And then, So they apparently deserve to die. And he's like, oh, very imperial of oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Colonel Tim Meadows is like, well, you know, we have priority over the ones that are actually yeah. members. And she's like, oh, well, maybe it would actually, you know, be better if they, they we do let them get taken over. And then that'll be like a message to the other planets of the benefits of being part of the new republic. And he's like, well, that sounds pretty fucking imperial. And then, yeah, so they have a little spat. And Tim Meadows is like, whoa, we don't say that here. Yeah. I also, uh, I really like at the end how creepy her, like, I was liberated thing. Oh was. yeah, and I don't know. It was creepy. I like. Yeah, he, okay, yeah. What is it? Because he he's like you didn't he's like, turn. like you didn't change you didn't change sides or like or like realize you were wrong. You were captured, and then she says I was, I was liberated. liberated. I was like, oh. <laughs> so and then Teba is worried that this is all because also like there's all these rumors that Moff Gideon's around and stuff. So yeah. he's worried that this is all connected and growing into something bigger and he's like oh, a lot of shit seems to happen on navarro when pretty much nothing should be happening on navarro yeah so maybe we should go check that out and he's basically saying like if you wait to do this on your own time it's going to be too big for you to do anything Which are, it, when he does say that it, it, there is a musical motif of the first order music ah uh, okay yeah there's a nice little string i, I kind of like that we're now building what seems to be like the downfall of yeah, of, like, where the prequels, st- not the prequels, the, the sequels. sequels start. Yeah. 
Um, so that is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and then I feel like, I don't know, this this villain music cue we have to give Ilya feels a bit silly, but I guess if people, like, didn't get it. What's the, the first order? The oh, it's, at oh the that very is the end, first order. Oh. Yes. So I think that's more supposed to be, like, him say, you know, him with the whole, if we don't pay attention now, it's going to be too big for us to stop. Okay, so basically saying that she'll become part of the first order. Yeah, that okay. this shit's happening. I thought it was more just like, a, oh, she's oh, a villain. In case yeah, you didn't realize last episode. Um, so then we cut back onto Navarro, and Grief is just kind of leading his people into the desert. Um, he reassures them, they're like, don't worry, the New Republic is coming. And they're just like, no, they're not. Like, yeah. So no one really believes him. Um, so then we cut back to Teva's X-Wing, and he is flying to the covert planet. Because it seems fucking Pelly forgot to remove the tracking and location services for R5. You talking about NARC 5? <laughs> or R5. No, so that, oh. had, that had to be it, right? Yeah. Val, because he says he Definitely. was able to track someone he served with, and it's R5. Either that or he did contact R5. Who did, yeah. Either way. And R5 was a like NARC. Yeah. <laughs> so either Pelly screwed up or R5 was a NARC. <laughs> so. But when. Tabo lands, there are snipers on top of the cave. Paws comes out all fucking threatening with his giant ass gun. And he's like, you better fuck off, cop. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and then Dick comes out and he's like, okay, wait, what do you want? How the fuck did you even find us? So he tells Dan about... he's a bad cop because he gives away his source. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells him about Grief and Navarro and the pirates. Um, I liked him, like, we're going to have to relocate now. I literally, my next line is, oh no, they're going to have to relocate from the dangerous death planet? But I like, like, like Pause is like, or we could just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so Dennis is like, no, I owe, I owe him a favor. Like, you don't think the New Republic would have some kind of way to track him, track one of their ships? Okay. So, um, yeah, so Tabra also, um, like, voices his worries to Din, saying that he's worried that, you know, the New Republic is basically going to stand by as the Empire starts growing again in the Outer Rim because they don't care about the Outer Rim. So Din says that, you know, he will um, go and help him because... Who does it say about people? I have to help the he's guy. Like, he's right. I can't let him die. I can't. No, yeah, but he says something like, I have to... I have to help the guy or something he says to both. It's a very casual yes. Joel-sounding yeah. line. Uh, yeah, and then, I, can't let the, I can't let the guy die. Or yeah. He says something about can't letting him die. So, I'm getting real worried about a Bowden moment. Yeah, this, bo- this the bow is then like, well, you can't do this alone. Um, and so then they cut, we're all in the caves. And Din's mm-hmm. basically pleading to the covert um, to help him rescue Navarro. Like, um... I'm pointing out that, like, even though you guys did all basically fight against grief to, like, save me and Grogu at one point, like... like Things are changed. Yeah, like, grief's turned a new leaf. Like, it actually wasn't him that was attacking us. It was the Imperials. So, like... And regardless, I have to go, so I'm asking for your... Yeah, and he basically of. says that grief offered him, like, a plot of land. So, let's say, perhaps it is time for us to live in the light and, like, let the foundings play under the sun. And then Grogu's like, oh. Yeah. Um, um, I also, my, I don't know, I got so stuck on it, but I think it's hilarious that we have to use the hammer as a talking stick. Yes. yes. Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, it's such a funny detail to add. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> so... So, well, yeah, once Dunn is done with his little plea, he gives the talking stick back to the armor. She asks if anyone else wants to speak. Oh, he goes and does sit pretty close to Bo. Yeah, I'm like, why are we sitting that close? Back yeah. I, yeah. Um, and then, so Pa stands and says he wants to speak. Um, 
He's basically saying, like, you know, he fought against grief and the Imperials, and, you know, he was there while people died while they were trying to save just this one little foundling. He, like, he says, like, he says, like, I watched my brothers and sisters die, and I was like, I knew you were going to bring that one. No, why didn't you just say Vode? Well, or, like, yeah, yeah, well, Vode would be the word. I was like, or, like, I was like, what would you say? Like, like, like I'm fine with members. brothers and sisters dying, whatever. I mean, at this point, fine. But, like... Yeah, I just, like, this would have been, I, I just, again, I feel like, we could I mean, it's my own ideal, I guess, of what the Mandalorians are, but I feel like as, a, like, a Mandalorian would just be, like, my Vode. Yeah. Like, I think that's what we would have said in, in, like, the, like, in the, um, fucking Republic Commando books. Yeah. Like, you know, if one of, if, like, Parja died in a fight with some others, you'd be like, yeah. oh, I watched my Vode die. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have, I lost my brothers and sisters. Yeah. I, I hate that, I hate that. <laughs> But anyway, he's basically like, uh, yeah, y'all know I hate this bitch, but he's saying my kids, so I guess... And, yeah, and Bo helped too, so maybe <laughs> yeah. we should go help this planet. And I said that they should take up arms because of, like, for a brighter future because they're Mandalorians and that's what they do. So then Bo starts kind of prepping the troops. Um, her and... Uh, yeah, so, so basically all of the Mandalorians are going to get onto the gauntlet. And then Bo is going to fly in and drop them all into Navarro while Dana's kind of doing distraction flying above. And then they're both going to fly, like, provide air support. But Bo has a couple good lines here. Um, she says, like, Navarro's a good planet for, you know, we could have a home there. And then they'll view you as heroes. Like, yes. you used to live there, but, like, only in the shadows. Now you could actually live there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bo, I, I liked this episode a lot because it, it showed Bo's, like, real, like, strengths. Mm-hmm. Like, even more, I think, than the last one. And I feel like, like it does show that, like... I, I, I want to have a discussion about the, the armor yes. basically pecking Bo to be the new, the season one, the Mandalorian. Right. But um, I feel like they did set it up that, like, Bo is proving that, like, she can, like, basically take charge as a Mandalorian from the military. Oh, yeah. star, but also relate to this, like, community she hasn't been a part of for all that long. Right. Yeah. So we get to Navarro, and basically the pirates have just turned it into, like, a drunken pirate party town. Also, Din, you don't think maybe you should have not brought the baby into the <laughs> dangerous dogfight where you guys are going to be outnumbered? Sh- shut up, he's a Mandalorian. Um, but what the other foundlings aren't there. But I, Liz pointed out yeah, the, the same other foundlings thing. can't force jump. <laughs> but, uh, you, that kid has sick hops, That's not going to okay? do shit if their shit blows up. Sick hops, okay? <laughs> I uh, out of the flames and pull like, it to the rock. Armor wouldn't let him go last week to save yes. Ragnar. And now he's like, did, did, didn't just like put his foot down and be like, no, I must have the baby in my ship with me. Like, also, if it's a party, a pirate party planet, where's Hondo? Where's Hondo? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if it's not his fucking pirate party planet, you tell me this man doesn't pirate party? He, he hears about it and he just... Oh, yeah, he's all commandeers the ship and goes... <laughs> So I like the shot that they have to in Common bro- House bring <laughs> Skull back into a bar. Uh, yes, in the blown out window like season one. Yeah. I do, yeah, that's that's a nice shot. So Din starts um, attacking the main pirate ship. They're not drinking spots. I gotta say, I, yeah, they are. There's some, there's there's some spots, colors. yeah, there's a couple different colors. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I'm kind of a fan of the super campy-ass pirates. They are They're fun. stupid. Yeah. They're, They're stupid. They're very stupid. And some of them are, the, what are the one, the like lizard guys? The Trinoceans? They just look very derpy. I love them. And That's why I love them. But they always have looked But they're like derpy that. and they're drinking like shit that looks like, I don't know, like like Windex or like <laughs> or like Mountain Dew and all these giant jugs and they're stumbling around. <laughs> like I guess because we need to be like kid friendly, like they're pirates. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, they're just being drunk and not doing anything else. I mean, I'm rather uh, yeah, this over like Somalian pirate style. 
I like think it's fun. I think that the way we did it was goofy oh, and yeah. dumb and yeah. Oh no. Um, I kind of like Gory and Sean. I kind of like how dumb that design is. Yeah, it's it, real ridiculous. It, it was. It gives. It gives black uh, and not Blackbeard. Um, Davy Jones. Well, duh. But it gives. It gives. Um, fuck. What the hell is his name? Oh, Greg. Oh my God. Kind <laughs> like something trench. Commander from from Clone Wars, the big spider guy that goes. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's what you get. It's like that level of what? <laughs> we already had those fucking ball sack bird things last week, so I guess we need some dumbass creatures in here. So this is the show for dumbass creatures, though. You can't put dumbass creatures. You can't put him in Andor. You know what I mean? You might as well hey, play your dumbass you creatures. Stop picking on uh, pirate captain Oscar the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's so, Din starts attacking the ship. Bo is able to fly the gauntlet in and drops the Mandalorians down on, like, two teams. My favorite thing. My, I love the I love the Comrade class being used to transport troops. I love it. It was one of my favorite things from Clone Wars, and I'm so fucking happy we got it in live action. Cause I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, so they drop them down. They start kind of going through the streets and taking people out. We do get a little shots, so a little Babu Fricks. Like, I'm like, ah! So people get my shot in the street above them. Um, they get in... Um, oh, there's a little... Um, like sub ships off the main pirate ship, the little tinier ships. Yeah, so that one, pirates. the one pirate they didn't kill outside mm-hmm. of the school uh, in the first episode is being like, "I'm gonna kill this Mandalorian." So they yeah. go off at them, um, but then we get to see the blue. Like, what, what's his name? Cork, thick Mandalorian. <laughs> there's a there's a new um um club shadow that people love on Tumblr, and it's the one. Remember when they were climbing, and there was one that we like get a few like right under his ass. No, but okay. <laughs> anyway, he had a huge ass, and now everyone is, like, obsessed with him. <laughs> but someone had a bunch of dumbass names that they were giving him, and my favorite was definitely Ass Woves. <laughs> but, yeah, he's leading one of the parties. So. He, has a, he, he talks. Yeah, he... <laughs> so I was like, oh, they'll be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Come here, we them. Um... Oh, yeah, so the, those, um, because then Bo, since she's dropped all the other Mandalorians, is able to go back and attack the pirate ship again. So then the, the grass guy calls the other ships back. Um, so we kind of, like, divide the Yeah, so, um, so back down on the street, the Mandalorian's kind of in the square. I guess the giant ass guy is leading them into the yeah. square. And then um, kind of like a, the little monkeys in the trees. Yes. One then that there's an ambush coming. So um, they all kind of get in a little shootout at the square. And that um, goes on until Paws arrives with his giant ass gun. Where the fuck was he? Though? I don't know. Like, why why wasn't our heavy did he, infantry? Did he have a parachute? Why did he drop so slowly? Like, why was our heavy infantry not leading the ground assault? Yeah. I mean, maybe he landed on top of a building and like had was helping, and then it made more. Anyway, yeah, I thought it was like I, this is a cool entrance, but why did it take yes. you so long to get here? Um, I feel like heavy infantry should be leading this uh, mission, but all right. Yeah, I'm glad so, you showed up finally. So um, the pirates are up in kind of Greaves' balcony thing, and they get this cannon um, set up, and they start shooting down, and they hit a bunch of the Mandalorians, including Paws. So we then come back to the air battle for a bit. Uh, Din's able to like b- blow up one of the smaller pirate ships, but then it crashes into the larger one and takes out a bunch of their engines, and then. 
really assumed that we had left the armor at home with the foundlings, <laughs> but then she, with only her fucking, like, armorer tools, appears in, like, the back of Grease's office and just starts, like, taking out all of these fucking pirates. Fucking... I love how scary they always make her when she fights. Yeah. I love that. Like, she the doesn't way they use them. guns. Yeah. She I know, but, like, the, the way that she's just, like, it, whacking like... people with hammers and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. With the talking mm-hmm. stick. <laughs> and, like, just bricks the freaking shooter upside the face. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I, I I do like this Gatling gun. Like, it's clearly, like... The the fact that they just wrench it onto the balcony so that means they can set up wherever they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, do, do, do. But, like, why do these pirates have access to, like, actual war warfare weapons? Because they're pirates, dude. They're, like, a pirate king. <laughs> yeah, they, they're stealing it from people. Mm-hmm. There are whole plots in Clone Wars where, like, the pirates come because they don't have enough forces. That's fair. <laughs> When we when we make not friends with Hondo, yeah. So after the armor <clears throat> takes out everyone in the cannon, that kind of gives the Mandalorians the upper hand. So they're able to chase the pirates out um, to right outside of the gate where they are surrounded by the town fo- townsfolk on one side and the Mandalorians on the other. So they just kind of drop all their weapons. Van does leave as well. I, I, oh, I, I yeah, called the, him Starscream because he pulled like it's a thing in Transformers. The Starscream would always like betray Megatron whenever they were starting to lose. Oh yeah, because that guy's just like, "Peace, I'm done." Yeah, like, all right, cool. I'm taking the ship and I'm going. Yeah. So um, the pirate, the main pirate ship, is still kind of shooting at the townspeople, but then Bo and Din are able to take it out, and it crashes thankfully behind the town when it was initially crashing. I was like, "This isn't going to crash like into the square, is it?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That was that would suck." They it very- <laughs> yeah. um, so. Um, yeah, the town's all, like, happy, like, woo we're not dying. Yeah, so the Grieve comes out to give a little speech to everyone, and he praises the Mandalorians as heroes. At this point, I feel like uh, Grief is just, like, the town mascot. Like, yeah. I feel like the town is just, like, okay, Grief, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> when the droid corrects, like, high magistrate, and then yeah. everyone laughs, I'm like, okay, so you guys get that he's, like, absolutely dumb and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, apparently no one was governing. We didn't put the trade yes. port, the trade district near the ports. So he says, that, like you know, all the passes behind them, and that he cedes a bunch of land to the Mandalorians. So though their planet's gone, they now have a home on Navarro. And I, I have a lot of things I want to talk about then, but let's like get through it and then I'll okay. talk. About um. So Paz then comes up and tells uh, Bo that the armor wants to see her. So down um, in the old forge in the sewers. <laughs> okay, I gotta say something really. When I was watching this last night at like 5 a.m., I was like watching it on my phone in my room, and I had gotten to this part, and it's walking down to the forge. For whatever reason, my like phone like connected to a Bluetooth mm-hmm. headphones, and I didn't realize. And I was like, "This is real." <laughs> they're just oh down here staring God. at each other. I was like, what is are they, this? Are they about to kiss? <laughs> and it was only when Bo took off her helmet. I was like, <gasps> okay, so <laughs> I missed some dialogue. dialogue. <laughs> what if then the armor took off her helmet and then they just kissed? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Dude, I was wondering. I was like, this is very tense. So I was like, what, what are we gonna? Happening? I literally was like watching this again. This are we was, gonna see her this face was gay. now? This was gay. Yeah. Gay. Gay. Uh, um, I thought they were about to have I a face to face. I think they're married f- now. Like, <laughs> I think they were about gay. to have a face to face. I thought the same thing, too. I was like, yeah. I did think the armor was gonna take her helmet off, too. And I was just like, wait. And it's gonna like, be a reveal or what's going on here? Yeah. I was gonna be I was like, like, we're cast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, are we even in like, swallowing the armor? I don't even know. Like, do you have a body yeah, tablet? Yeah. Um, yeah. Emily swallows. Oh, At least sometimes. Okay, okay. She has before. Okay. Um. So. 
Yeah, so basically, the armor is explaining... Like, where it's just a voiceover. Yeah, well, I mean, as we can see, the quality of the season so far, I don't really blame him for piecing well, out a little bit. Last <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, probably for this first half, at least. Yeah. Um... What, what was I going on here? Um, so, uh, Bo comes oh, down. Oh, yeah, Bo, yeah. And they, got we do have a conversation. We don't awkwardly stare. It was so funny, though. Like, <laughs> it was so funny because it, like, without with the helmets on, you couldn't tell that they were talking or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, she tells her that, um, you know, this was their old forge, um, and then, you know, it was... She's been to the Great Forge on Mandalore, and, like, in many ways, these, like, aren't... Like, this forge isn't really all that different than that one was. Mm-hmm. Basically, they all the forges serve the same purpose. Um, that she and then she tells Bo to remove her helmet. Bo's like, what? Um, what? Yeah, and like hesitates, and then she tells her like, you know, she should respect her station and take it off. So she does, and says that like, <laughs> okay, it was so weird. <laughs> so she the armor says that like our people have strayed from the way, so like all Mandalorians, um, and they don't have enough people kind of following the way. And so they must, you know, all walk together now, like all Mandalorians. And if the myth of Sora is real, then that's a sign that the next age of Mandalor- the Mandalorians is upon them. And she says Bo has walked in both worlds, and she can be the one to reunite them. So she... So then she walks outside of the covert. And she's basically. saying, we must walk the way together. And I'm like, are you are you guys getting married? <laughs> <laughs> like, for, see, when she's getting united, I'm like, are they setting up Bo to be like Mandalore the Uniter? Well, let's just get through the recap and then we're talking because yeah, yeah. I feel like we're going to be longer with mm. talking about this episode. So basically then they go outside to the rest of the covert and the armor, the armor basically has like, to explain all of that again because Paul's like, what well, the fuck doesn't she have her helmet on? The armorer was like, I heard you got that new wig. <laughs> we don't want to waste it. <laughs> so we wig. paid a lot of money for this. Uh, <laughs> so she says that um, since Bo has walked in both worlds, she is going to be the one to find other Mandalorians and bring them all together and then... The, then the armor says it is time to we take Mandalore. We then have like a lingering shot on Bo. Well, and I like that we have also um, when she, like the armor says that Paz is like, but she shows her face. Yeah. And then she like explains further, and Paz like looks to Din, and then Din nods, and he's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that was kind of weird yeah. though. That Paz didn't like immediately default to like what the armor said was right. Yeah. That well, he like. I mean, I maybe I mean, I he's get... the only one that knows that Din has the no, because it's on his belt. Yeah. It hasn't been hidden. You've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they have to... Uh, I think the other Mandalorians would be like, is that the... Yeah. I recognize that. Uh, but, yeah. It's, it's... So then we cut to Teva, who's kind of just in deep space, and he finds a derelict transport ship. A bunch of dead New Republic guards on it. It matches the time of when the transport from Moff Gideon would have been leaving. Um, this was kind of spooky. Yeah. I kind of liked how they set this up. Like, they yeah, made this really, like... Um, yeah, because it is just, like, sitting there, it's fully dark, and then, like, we do see, like, the bodies, like, It, it gave, and... um, the ghost ship level vibes from, uh... Republic Commando. Republic Commando. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... I was thinking, like, Alien, too. Yeah. Any, any abandoned spaceship yeah. kind of stuff, but I don't know, I, I thought it was, it was a cool little change there, especially, like, they built the tension a lot with him, like, talking to the other person and sending the probe. Sees, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, it was, it was good. So, yeah, so the probe is in there, and then it's scanning, and it also sees that there's a bunch of Beskar, allo- Beskar alloy inside, and then the guy Teva is talking to is like, did the Mandalorians take Moff Gideon? And that's where the episode ends. Dun, dun, dun. Which is, um, interesting. Yep. Yeah, so, honestly... I liked, at, first of all, I liked this director. I think this was directed really well. Yeah. I thought that, the only thing that was, I think that, I don't know why, this one, the voice acting came out a little weird for me. 
don't know. I feel like the some line of the lines were weirdly felt, delivered. I yeah. feel like some of Teva's lines were a bit weird, which yeah. seems odd since he's also a voice actor. Yeah, and he's like a really prolific actor. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah. But yeah, it did seem a little like it seemed a little bit like video game dialogue as well. Yeah. Like it sounded a little NPC-ish. I feel like some of Bo's lines did, but I feel like that's kind of the role she was serving for like the pre-attack yes. part of the episode. Okay. So some things I want to talk about in this episode. Because I think this episode did actually raise some cool, honest, like, plot shit. Yeah, I feel like it did. Um, but I want to, like, talk about, like, the New Republic politics, too. Like, okay. what... Do we want to start with the New Republic? Because I feel yeah. like the main things we want to talk about is, like, the... the New Republic, what the Armour and Bow are planning, and what we think the ship at the end means. Yeah. And then I also wanted the... to think... I also want to do um, just the Mandos on Navarro, Navarro and what that yeah. means going forward. But yeah, the New Republic politics, I feel like, because I have, I've seen some people on like Twitter and stuff being like, I don't like how they're making the New Republic so like bad. Like there's so much like the empire and, or like, and that there's so much like the old Republic and like that was what they were trying to avoid. And I was like, yeah, that, I exactly. Think that's the point. And no one can figure out how to do governments well. That's why we just keep having like the same fucking cycle and we all keep reverting back to fascism. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I think it. I think that's the whole point. Yeah, I is mean, that and and we see that so much in the later aftermath books too. Yes, where Leia will want to do something and be like, "We got to do this thing," and Mamafa will be like, "This isn't the rebellion. We can't just do things. Yeah. You have to follow the yeah. the you know the proper channels." And Leia's like, "I don't want to fucking do that. Screw that." Yeah. So like, there's like a lot of like that that I felt like came out in this, which I like because I think that's what I like so much about like. The New Republic era is kind of like this doomed from the start. Yeah. Because so many of the leaders also were Imperials. In, or or, and, or they were leaders lead over the Republic, Republic senators, yeah. the young, young Republic senators yeah. that grew up in it. And then we're trying to fight it from the inside from the Senate, like Mamafma, yeah. uh Bail Organa. Yeah. There's a few others. Wait, Bail Organa was young at some point? <laughs> Never. He's he not eternal that age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, all of them going through it, and, like, it feels like they knew all the problems with it, but no one was able to figure out a better system. Yeah. And so we defaulted back to the Old Republic, and the problems with the Old Republic that were there that led to the Clone Wars in the first point and the Separatists in the first point just happened again. And led us into them falling apart so quickly. So I think it's like an interesting set to put it in. I don't know how intentional it was. Yeah. Like in the original of like crafting out what the New Republic was going to be. Like how much they intended to have it in like movie, in like real canon. Yeah. um, Fall apart so quickly. Because it was was very different in Mm -hmm. the uh, Legends canon. I don't feel like they really had, like, much idea of what the hell they were doing with the sequels. Yeah. Like, I know I talked about this at some point, about the fact that, like, they didn't... They just made the First Order evil. Yeah. And they didn't put any commentary or spin on it. Yeah. Like, you know, before the whole thing was that, like, it was... The original trilogy was for an American audience, but the Empire was more America than they were anything else. Yeah. So, like, it was putting a little... Like, ideal of, like, oh, this is, like, the politics of the time. Yeah. And the sequels did, the prequels did some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like the sequels were just, like, let's just make them Nazis. That works. Yeah. And we didn't actually put any real, like, thought thought into it. Yeah. 
and making our enemies and our villains. And then now I feel like we're building on that in the past. Yeah. And I don't know if it's good or if it's not. Or, like, I think it is interesting, like, how... how I don't know. I feel like now the New Republic feels kind of semi-relevant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we... We missed it. It was probably one of our Andor episodes where we talked about how, like... Jesus Christ. I hate how relevant this actually is. Um, It feels like there's just a couple of Nazis still kind of hanging around on the fringes, like Ilya or Moff Gideon or whoever we end up seeing... And then everyone else is just going to kind of sleepwalk into letting them get into power. And then they're yeah. going to be into power and then we're just the Nazis again. Yeah. Which. Right. Very, <laughs> yeah. very, very fucking relevant. Well, um, well, that's what I kind of feel like. Like, I do like Ilya's character, but I almost feel like it would be more interesting if she were to actually be the convert and, like, buy into it for a bit. But then, like, it seems like the amnesty program is terrible. Like, she's getting yelled at by random yeah. traffic cops who would be like, well, you can't believe this. Like, you were a Nazi yeah. before. And, like, they're not even giving her a chance to reform. And then, basically, her, like, self-fulfilling prophecy buying back into that and then going back to Moff Gideon. Yeah. Like, would also make sense. But I'm also fine if she's just, like, a sleeper agent who's evil. Like, you yeah. know, I'm mostly here for a puppet. Like, she's right. not even a sleeper agent. She's just a spy. Well, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm right. saying. But, like, yeah. so it's... But it's not the fact of, like, she's not going to have any character arc. She's... Right. Yeah. She's, she's just, just she's evil. She's filling a job here. Yes. It seems she's like. just an evil, evil gay woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I saw... I see the... I don't only support women's rights. I support women's wrongs with mm-hmm. her. <laughs> yep. That's funny. I was like, yeah, that is definitely how I feel about her character. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so I, I... I Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're not really saying... Like, I... It's interesting. I feel like they're not really saying anything that, like, radical with it, though. Yeah. Um, Which I think is what what the biggest problem with the sequels was. Because I think everything could have been excused. Yeah. If we had really established what the First Order was and why they rose to power. Yeah. Because we don't get that. We get that in power. Yeah. But we don't see them how, and no one really ever gives an explanation. Everyone's like, what the fuck? They just appeared. But I feel like you could have done that yeah. arc of, like, this whole, we were so stretched thin we couldn't even figure out that this huge threat was building. Yeah. But they never did that. So it just felt like, oh, like, hit the restart. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, this is what I feel like with my, like, entry almost completely into Star Wars being the sequel trilogy. Like, I I know, like, I've, I've, like, I know now how we get to there. But for the longest, I was so, this is why I kept getting the, um... The New Republic and the Old Republic confused, yeah. be- or in the like in the First Order and the Empire, because I was just like, wait, what? Like, because because seeing this like the <coughs> Force Awakens, and then I went and watched the original trilogy, like the First Order and the Empire didn't make any sense to me that they were any different. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, how did this happen? Like, why are we fighting them again thirty years later? But like, it didn't because they because it was not clear in the sequel trilogy. I don't feel like. If you were, like, a casual fan, which I completely was at that right. point. Yeah. Even that, if you weren't a casual fan. We didn't but that, like, enough. we went, like, Leia had her government, and then, like, it, yeah, as you said, Quirky kept getting so stretched, then there were these, like, fringes, like, outside kind of forcing its way back in to make it fascism again. And then, then it grew into this. It just seemed like suddenly, or, like, we're all here, and we're all Nazis. Yes. And it's like, okay, but how do we slowly grow into becoming Nazis? Right. And it's like, and that's... And it's barely, even the big main characters are barely explained in that. Like, I mean, yeah, we get, and eventually with the comics and other stuff, we get more. But, like, 
Oh, but I was at that point, we didn't even get shit about why fucking Kylo was there and what his whole thing. Oh, I was really confused. I was like, oh, he's he's Darth Vader's grandson. That's why he's evil. And I was like, oh wait, but if he's Darth Vader's grandson, then he's Leia and Han's kid. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, how did he get so evil? That doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, yeah. It there was. So I I like that we're kind of explaining it now. Of trying. So I'm fine with this representation. I feel like it's not all that. I feel like on like. Damn it! I wish we had a more like. Andor esque show about this of like if Mon Matha was also here in this period, like in the middle, and mm-hmm. she's trying to deal with like what is happening in the government in Coruscant because I feel like that would be incredibly interesting. But it's just because Do Andor is so good. Aftermath. <laughs> okay, so uh, oh oh yeah, because she's I mean that's she's in should, the after the, the later second after and third. Books more than the yeah. first one. Okay, I mean like but seriously, if they if they if even if they didn't animate if they didn't <laughs> animate it Aftermath, I would be fucking upset, especially if they didn't. Well, like, if they're gonna only make Andor two seasons, if they fuck, just pull the actress who plays Mom Mothma, like yes, have her be the lead in the like she'll be in the aftermath show, like, or even if we don't. I mean, honestly, I would be totally fine with doing. I think it would actually be a really cool, fun idea for them to do, especially with Star Trek having luck with it. Is doing an adult animated show mm-hmm. or a more adult you animated about lower show? Jacks? Yeah, but it's successful with this. Uh, I, I mean, I know it's, it's successful. But the problem is with Star Wars, they're going to want it, like, with the content you're talking about, it's kid-friendly. I know. No, no, well, no, not even just kid-friendly. It's more serious. Lower Decks is awesome. nothing but jokes. But we know that Star Wars can do Funny. serious yes. with yeah. animation. They yeah. did it with yeah, Clone, Clone Wars. Yeah, Clone Wars episodes that you've had us watch over yes. pretty serious. So, like, they could do that. Not even just Clone Wars. The freaking, um, what was the one they did with uh, the Ahsoka and the, um... Oh, the Tales of the Jedi? Tales the little the Jedi. shorts. Yeah. yeah. Those Even were Even the little shorts were really... I mean, they were more adult than, like, you know, other stuff like mm-hmm. Bad Batch or Rebels. Yeah. So, like, they can do that. So, I think that that would be interesting because we do... I think that's Star Wars' biggest problem with the Disney era is that we started this. We put all our money into the our, you know, our, our main big canon, the movies. Mm-hmm. We did that. People didn't like them right away, yeah. which they should know... Star Wars fans never like something that just came out yeah. ever. Yeah. And they got scared and they pulled back. It's Disney. And they said, yeah. oh, no, no, we can't fuck around with that timeline anymore. Like, we don't want well, to touch like, well, that That's area. like how Wise of Skywalker ended up like it did is because yeah. The Last Jedi was a very good movie, but everyone on Reddit hated it, so they bought into what all the haters yeah. on Reddit said. And that's why, like... And now everyone's like, that's the best movie of the... Yes. You know. Yeah. Like, it, that's always what it's going to be when it comes to Star Wars stuff. And I feel like that's also why... People like Clone Wars was so now. good. Yeah. Is, everyone fucking hated the prequels when they came out. Yeah. And the Clone Wars wasn't that long after the prequels. And with the original little Clone Wars animated movie, people fucking hated that. Mm-hmm. But they said, no, we've invested... show? No, the movie. Oh my god, the spin-off movie. movie. I was thinking you were talking about the Tardoski stuff. No, no, no. Oh no, that too. The Tardoski stuff. But everyone stuff. pretty much loved that. You know, yeah, it was on Cartoon Network and it was... Blocky. But it was all, uh, like, you know, that was just shorts. It didn't really have too no, much of an overarching shorts. Um, Based off the guy who made Dexter. So, right. like, Powerpuff Girls. So, so like, everyone loved it. Once they did that horrible animated movie, people hated it. People hated Ahsoka. People hated Rex. People thought that those characters were not that great. They did not like the shit. And they said, screw it, we're making a show. And we're going to make this show. And now it's, Clone Wars is considered some of the best of the Star Wars modern Wars, yeah. era of Star Especially, I would say, probably people think that Clone Wars is... I mean, real hardcore fans would probably say that Clone Wars is the best of the after trilogy oh. before we hit Disney Plus time. I, say, sure. I tell you that like I have customers who are like, yeah, well, my kids are really into Star Wars. So like, 
I started watching The Clone Wars, and then I'm realizing, like, oh my god, The Clone Wars has some really good episodes, even for adults. I had, like, a 50-year-old patient who was watching Clone Wars. I remember. And he was like, I love animation. He's like, I'm sorry, this is weird. I love animation. I was like, this is one of my favorite shows. I love Clone Wars. Shut up. (laughs) You want to talk about (laughs) it? I I was like, no, this is a great show. (laughs) But, like, that's what I mean, and I feel like they didn't just let it be bad. Yeah. You know, let people not like it for a little bit. Yeah. And you can have a bad show every once in a while. But and they, they pulled back. Much. Yeah. Yeah. They pulled back because that's where they put all their money. And then I do think that the original first, like, the stuff we did with The Mandalorian was good. Yes. And that was definitely needed. Yeah. Um, and they kiddified it. It was still pretty kiddified the well, first true. season. Yeah. Let's be honest. But I don't know how well this, I don't know how I feel about this season quite yet. I like a lot of it. I, you know what, though? Actually, I do like it because I sit down and I have a good time every time. Yeah, True. I feel and like And that's all the Mandalorian needs to be. I haven't liked it. Like, I do like it. But I feel like it's like... I feel like Grogu came on the mission because if he didn't, Grogu was in, like, literally two shots of this entire yeah. episode. And, like... And I feel like Disney's just, again, like, everyone loves Grogu. Let's just get more Grogu. No, but but that's what I'm thinking. Is that I, I mean, like, not to be like those people who are bait-switching who show it is again. But, like... Tim was hardly in this episode. And I even thought that. I was like, we're starting with grief. Like, yeah, this is fine. I was like, okay, now we're yeah. going to no, going to Teva. I was like, okay, now we're on Coruscant. And I was like, okay, at least Ilya's here. Okay, that makes sense. But then, like, and then we kept staying with Teva. And I was like, okay, are we going to, like, get to the Mandalorians and stuff? Like, I feel like we're... I feel like we too quickly started turning it into an ensemble show. Which, which I don't think is bad. I like that we're doing this. But I feel like it's... Yeah, I can't tell I mean, if there's like, outside stories or. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of season two, like it was. W- he was a we one off adventure. Like on it was Jenny pretty Grogu. episodic. Like, yeah, there was an over like reaching serialized plot, but like mostly it was like, we need to go to this planet and do this thing. Okay, we did that. Now we need to go to this planet and meet this person and learn this information and then they'll tell us to go to this planet to do this right. thing. Okay, and then we did that. Like It was very much a journey. It yes. was very much a, a quest that we had. And basically we were traveling through mm-hmm. it with Din and Grogu. And we yes. were, you know, to meet Ahsoka and, and Everything Finn and Boba. Everything we That is, I will say that that is true. And I feel like my big thing, I did want to talk about this because a lot of people have said that, that that's a problem. Is this, is this becoming Bo-Katan's show? I guess, yeah, I guess that'll and, be a good transitioning us into Bo-Katan. But, and, like, I do get that, because in that first, in the first season, both of them, we saw the whole world through Din's eyes. True. It was yeah. Din's point of view. And I think that that is the biggest the, difference. the, like, 90s intro card, Din's world. Right, but it was, <laughs> like, I feel like that's the biggest difference between the first seasons and season three, is that now we're expanding that point of view. Yeah. And... I don't know if we're hitting it because I'm fine with doing that. Like I am, but I do think it takes some of the, some of the charm out of the show. Cause so much of, of what made it like, I don't know, feel so organic, I guess was the fact that Din was an idiot that didn't know Star Wars. Yeah. And so you related to him and you, in the, the pure thing of just wanting to keep the kids safe. That's easy. Everyone, almost everyone ever is going to relate to that plot. They want to keep a cute little baby wants safe. Wants to keep it, this yeah. baby safe. That's yeah. it. And so, like, I feel like that we did those really smart. And I don't know if they just wanted to end it at season two and it became too popular and they didn't. Yeah. And, like, because I know that they've said the whole thing about not knowing where the where story is. Which is, I really hope before they get to the next season, they figure out where we're They going. figure out where we're ending. Because I honestly, the thing, I don't write fan fiction unless I know where it should end. Yeah. 
Like, even if I don't get to the point of finishing it, I yeah. at least have the, the finish well, line in my head. Add, yeah. Like, how can you start? A, it's crazy that, like, you can start a multi-million dollar story and no one asks, okay, what's the end of the story? Yeah. That's insane to me. That, like, no one asked that and said, yeah. where, uh, plot me out. Give me at least a bullet point. I know, it's ridiculous. A bullet point to where this ends. But I feel like that works when you're doing, like, an episodic-esque show. Like, like, Law & Order SVU's been on for, like, 27 seasons. Like, but there doesn't have to be an end point because it's... The end is more copaganda. (laughs) No, that's the result. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Or, or like, Grey's Anatomy or something is fucking still on the air. But, like, you don't need, like... You're not telling really, like, one linear story. You're just telling all these different episodes. And I feel like we were telling kind of an episodic story with... With, like, it's Din and Grogu, and these are just different things they have to deal with. But now it seems like we're trying to do a more, like, overreaching serialized plot to, I guess, get us to, like, where... Like, but but, yeah. but it's, this isn't the point. Like, I almost don't even want to ask because I know it's going to be, like, another, like, 20 minutes of audio I'm going to have to edit. But, like, where are the Mandalorians at the start of the sequel trilogy? So that's the thing. Nowhere. We have no... no okay, one that's anything. what I thought. So, which is what I, like... I do want to talk about where I think those quest is going to go, and then I'll, I'll get back to what okay. I want to talk about the Mandalorians. But, like, yeah, I guess, like, so Bo's quest was pretty much to go and that that the armorer thinks that... <laughs> the armorer thinks that she can unite all of the clans, yeah. and she can bring... is going to go out and try to find Mandalorians to go with their cause. Yeah. I also want to say, like, what do you guys think of, like, the armorer's shift here of deciding... Well, I guess why do you think now is where the armorer decides maybe not everyone needs to follow the way this way? I think Bogotan has proven herself. I, I feel like, well, well, Din also proved himself. He found the waters. He went to them. Like, she said it was impossible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. He did it. He came back. And then Bo also, I feel like, came in and proved herself incredibly well with, like, saving Ragnar and then, like, leading, like, basically the assault on Navarro. And then they ended up getting... Like, I feel like what is annoying me a little bit, um, which it is not fully agreeing with the people who are like, oh, it's Bo-Katan show now. I feel like if the armor is like, we're about to enter a new mage, age of Mandalore, it's because of Bo and Din. Yeah, like, yeah. they have this land, they have this home. Bo is even here because of Din. Like, Bo saw the Mythosaur because of Din. So I feel like I would like if she would... If, I would have liked if she would be like, Bo-Katan is going to go out and reunite the tribe. She has walked in both worlds. As Din Din Djarin used to do when we were at the covert in the sewers of uh-huh. Navarro, you go with him and you can take your family. <laughs> like, and I'd be fine with that. But that might still happen because Bo's going to be like, well, do you just want to like, fucking come with me or something? Like, yeah. Now I'm worried that we're going to leave Din with the covert on Navarro and then like Bo's going to be off having these adventures and then we're going to be cutting between like Bo having these adventures and what's going on in Coruscant and like what's going on in Navarro and like and where the fuck Mokov Gideon is and like yeah like yeah I don't I, I don't know that is interesting I didn't think so much about the whole the Din did something impossible too right before yeah I guess that that does give a good point because I was like is this coming out of nowhere for the armor and I guess when you when you say it that way when when she gave Din an impossible task yeah. Din achieved it. Bo was there. <laughs> yeah. Bo saw something that should not have existed. <laughs> yeah. Tells her about it. And then they get the opportunity to be viewed as helpers and saviors and get to live in and a then, society. And then they're given people. like a home. Yeah. That like she realizes that maybe the out like her maybe maybe she's gotten to that point where she doesn't think that 
her only way of survival, like the Mandalorian's only way of survival, the way she sees it as, mm-hmm. no longer has to be the only way. Yeah, I feel like Bo served for her the similar purpose that she served to Den in season two, of being like, there are other ways to be a Mandalorian. And you yeah. can still be honorable and follow the way, just in this different way. I think her saying, like, we have strayed from, like, our people have strayed from the way, which I feel like she was more talking about, like, literally her own cult, was mm-hmm. a bit weird, because I wasn't expecting her to, like, have that level of self-awareness. Well, but, uh, you know, cult leaders are aware that they're leading a see, cult. See, that's the thing, is, I don't... <laughs> but I don't, admitting that they're they're a bad cult leader, like... I guess that's the thing, is, I don't know... What, about, I don't know how much I trust she, either of them. Who is she meaning it to? Bo-Katan, who's already proved that she has fallen out of the way before. Maybe she just falls out of the way... She thinks she thinks she saw a, a mythosaur. But I think the armor. Fa- I think I the armor, armor believes, believes it. Oh, I think she 100 percent believes her. But if Bogatan falls out of favor, it's Bogatan Creed. She's already fallen off. Yeah, the but oh, she could easily just know, oust her and call her a false prophet. True, she already had her guess, take off her helmet once. So even then, the clan wouldn't then be willing mm. to say if she did something bad. She st- they would be oh. like, oh well, she's she's still it's not, an easy I had an she's easy still target. Not quite one of us. I hadn't viewed her making Bo taking her helmet off as anything being scheming. I thought that was different. See, oh, that was my first thought. I thought it was she being solidarity. Be like, Do you question it. my position? Fine, I'll take my helmet off. See, this bitch took her I, helmet off. She needs to go. I thought that was weird, too, that she asked when Bo is, hesitates. She said, don't you trust my position? Don't you respect my position, yeah. Yes. Which also, hmm. like, also, I feel like maybe that is also kind of, like, well, shitty. Like, Bo did, did swear to the... To the creed. Yeah. She did Since, swear to do this. I feel like more she should have asked, is this, is is doing, the, do you feel like you are serving a different way, following our way, or or would you rather still yeah. do it the way you did? I think that you have that choice now, and you don't need to mm-hmm. feel like you have to do it our way, because I respect you either way as a Mandalorian. Like, I feel like that would have been the way to say it. To, that, forcing it, I feel like, is a little... That is really a way, because I, like, I liked how much... Bo hesitated and then seemed uncomfortable when she first took it off and then when she had to walk in front of everyone else. Yes. Like, even Din, who was like, they've spent, you know, weeks together with her not having her helmet on. Oh, God, yeah. I guess guess I put put too much faith in the armor. See, I don't know if I trust either of them. Well, that's what I'm struggling with. God, this is what I'm seeing. So All these I women do, are tricking me. <laughs> I do feel like that. I do feel like there's Neither a lot. Neither for sure music to remind me that Ilya is bad. And I don't like her. Well, that's like at the very end, like there with Bo, her music starts again. Mm-hmm. At like the very end after she, like when we see her right before, you know, she yeah. says she's going to go on her little quest. And her music always has come off as very like harsh and like yeah. bad. I love that music. But I mean, like it comes off as like very like clinical and like, you know, it has that like, Metal, it feels almost more imperial industrial. Yeah. So that made me doubt it even more. But maybe that's just her theme. We're picking it as yeah. her theme. Maybe I don't need to look too much into her theme. However, though, as we've seen, her theme was written by Ludwig Fransen. Yes. Um, who now there is a different composer. Oh, there's. Oh, okay. Well, it's all based off of Ludwig's stuff. But okay. yes, there's someone else. He's not no longer like the lead on it. He okay. left the project. Which I get. He's like a prolific yeah, composer. Yeah. He's not probably not going to stick around for one thing for year after year after year. Yeah, composing yeah. the same music. I <laughs> yeah. get it. Um, <laughs> he built the baseline. I think anyone can figure it out yeah. from there. Yeah, so I think that. But, I mean, do you think Bo is... I don't know if I find it that Bo has, like, is, like, trying to scheme us and has, like, manipulated her way into her position or if she actually followed it the correct way and then earned what she was always saying. That she's going to be the one who's going to help when you, 
like unite everyone and retake Mandalore. The truth is, I don't know. I think that I, I mean, think I a find little bit she in- feels like she is uh, being justified. Yeah, I'm worried about that with that. I, I feel it's it's revert to season two, Bo-Katan, of being like, yes, well, fuck all saying, you. See, like, I was right. Yeah, and, and especially now having the quest to go out and and bring people back mm-hmm. or bring people in, I feel like she's gonna feel even more empowered to that. Oh, I hope and she I, takes Din along on this quest. Or I'm also she's gonna curious. Go off the rails <laughs> I'm also curious if we're gonna if, when when we first like walked out of the. Forge to the rest of them. I was like, are, are we about to challenge Din right here, right now? Like, I was like, are we about to fight for the fucking Darksaber? Oh, I, I don't know. That. I feel like, I feel like the armorer might be playing in a coup. Like, mm. I don't know if the armorer wants Din to have the Darksaber. Well, okay, see, the, or if the, the armorer is, believes Bo-Katan well, really should be the leader. I don't know. Like, how much do you think to the covert that um, the Darksaber really matters? Because I know you said that Paws, like, looked to Din, but could that just be, like, because Paws is... Friends with Din, Din and like and and Din knows Bo-Katan better than he does. Like, but the thing is, we aren't questioning Bo-Katan. We we're questioning the armorer because it was when the armorer that says it's okay. Yeah, that yeah she no, no, but 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 I'm saying between the two levels of power being the armor and the dark saber, which would be Din, right? So it being like, so are we saying that like? That's what I don't know, but I do just think it's it. it yeah, because I don't think we've seen him do that at all. He always refers to what the, the armorer armor, says. Yeah. Even when he had, you know, when he saw the Darksaber, his family's thing, he took it from Din, gave it to the armor to, you know, whatever, and gave it back to Din. And then in the fight, he respected her saying he won. That Din won. Yeah. Even though Din was impostate and said that Din could take it with him. So, like, I don't know. Because I feel like Paz is is the armor's most loyal. Yeah. uh, Like... Person, so so maybe Paz is being threatened by Bo-Katan's new position. That's yeah. why he was looking to Din and being like, "Hey, you want to do a coup?" <laughs> like, yeah, or like, well, like this... you technically have the power if we're gonna go by the dark saber, right? So I don't know what like, which is, this is exactly what I wanted though. I wanted the Mandalorian politics. Yes, I wanted the Mandalorian little switching what's going on, but I guess that's what like you were saying with um. You don't want Bo to go off by herself. Yeah, because I feel like that... I mean, I know I know it's been, like, a joke since literally the beginning that Din is trying really hard to not be the main character of his own show. But, like, it feels like now that we're He's not... Wor- it's working. Well, <laughs> no, it's working too well now. It's just like, no, 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 he doesn't want to be, but he is. And now it's like, now he's kind of not. I do think it would have been better if we had made it, like, if we had... If we had planned a story ahead of time yeah. and just called the show, like, The Mandalorians... Yeah. Or even, like, Mandalore if we would have used Well, I mean, Mandal- technically, it's just called the Mandalorian, and, like, we know other Mandalorians now. Now that Mandalorian could be Bo-Katan, I guess. Right. So, I'm not, like... Surprise, surprise, it's actually Ragnar. There's a story that... <laughs> His armor's actually... I do, I do kind of, like... It. It, was a, it, was a tra- it was a trap shoot. I, I do <laughs> kind of, like... I, I'm either way. I'm either way. If we have Bo... As long as we don't completely get Din gone... Yeah. I'm okay with Bo being on and I'm okay with Bo it being more focused on Bo a little bit. Because if right because here and here's the only reason why is because okay. I think Din as a character doesn't want to go off and do shit. Fair. He yeah. wants to, to, to let the foundlings play in the sun. <coughs> you know, he wants to establish their and, and we could even do Bo's or even maybe Bo's doing shit off screen. Mm-hmm. And we see Din establishing and becoming a leader for the covert and this connection between 
the people of the Covert and the people of Navarro yeah. in, in doing that. Because I think Din is going to be very important to that relationship. Oh, because I feel like... Because no matter what... Grief no is going to see him as the leader right. of the Mandalorian. No matter who's the leader, Grief is going to talk get, to Din every single yeah, time. Yeah, because he only knows Din. <laughs> like, yeah. So, regardless of that, like, yeah. that's going to continue to happen. I do think... Do you think... Uh, some people are saying that Sabine no, might I'm show sure up. I don't think, but... Uh. <laughs> that Sabine might show up in, in Bo's quest to... I mean... Unite Mandalorian. They've already booked an actress for... Uh, uh, Sabine. Sabine, which they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we gave, Kate, we gave Katie and Brian her name, and she's not Sabine, so... Yeah. Uh, so we could just... Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, hey, I we already love. have the actor on the books, so why not just... Uh, anyway, a characters that are too very much already connected. Or I would fucking love to see Tristan. I'd love to see Tristan. Yeah. Is Ursa still alive? Is Ursa still alive? You shut up, you know how I feel about Corky. <laughs> Is there, Ursa survived, right? Yeah, Ursa's still fucking around. Yeah, yeah she's still on Kronos. I can't remember. Yeah, she is. When they kicked out the Saxons, they're still hanging out there. And Tristan's there, too. Sabine's brother. But what about Corky? We all know. Corky is the prodigal son. Corky's the true Mandalore. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, the next the next series of movies, that's right, it's all about Corky. I trilogy of Corky. Sure. <laughs> of course you he, he meets up with Ray, and they're like, yeah, so it turns out my dad was... No, Corky becomes the third for Poe and Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Got like these guys wanting to go see the opening of episode like episode one. Dude, I'm telling and you. And they meet Phantom a guy who has like a bot a ba- whole back piece of Jar Jar. I'm telling you, Phantom Menace for me. <laughs> Phantom Menace for me ranks pretty high up on my favorite Star Wars. I'm movies. not gonna lie and say like I didn't have the Attack of the Clones like fabric lunchbox. The see, blue one. Attack of the Clones was less, but um, I mean <coughs> you can I watched Phantom Menace. On was, repeat. It was good. Literally, over. the only thing I ever remembered over. was the pod racing scene. Well, yes! That's all you have to remember. Because it was my favorite. Now that's scene. what I call pod racing. Yes. And, and like, then that's what, you know what? I was a, I was obsessed with Darth Maul from the get go. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I watched, I mean, I was a kid, so I like, you know, did I you, liked Did you ever Man. watch Attack of the I never remember. I know. Attack of the, so here's the weird thing is I watched the first, I watched episode one, Phantom Menace. Yeah, you had the DVD, you watched it a lot. Well, no, first I got a Hollywood video. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm well, cool and different, and I want to watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I got that, because no one else in the family did. Mm-hmm. And Mom was like, uh, no, let's go get a new home. <laughs> <laughs> so after the first time I watched it, yes. We went and watched, I then watched the original trilogy, and then we got, like, Revenge of the Sith, because that had come out not oh, very long after. Okay, so I knew we got that, and I was com- I, also from Hollywood Video, and I remember mm-hmm. being confused as fuck, because it was like, how the hell does this relate at all to that movie with the pod racing? <laughs> and I was like, who cares? I've watched them all out of order at this point. <laughs> and <coughs> so then, the time I watched, the like one time as a child I watched Attack of the Clones, was in, um, what is their last? And fucking Morgan, our second cousin's basement on oh, Surround Sound. the Alexanders? Sound. The Alexanders, thank you. Yes, I watched it at their house See. in Surround Sound, and I was like, this sounds amazing, but I don't know if this is actually good. Oh, no, it's the worst one. But, like, see, I remember, like, the main bit... See, in pod racing was the first one. He was like, as a kid, I remember, I went to pod race. They had the freaking, at, at uh, GameWorks, they had the freaking pod racing game where you could sit in a pod Oh, ra- I remember that. Yeah, that game was we also the had, shit. We also had the pod racing um, GameCube game. Oh, my God. Yes. Did we? Do you remember that? Yes. 
We did. Oh, I didn't, I didn't like it. it. I was bad at it. Yeah, but, I loved it. And and that and the original Lego Star Wars. Um, you had that. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. But uh, and I fucking hate some. I did these. love though, and, the, and it looked like the little pod racer. Yeah, because you could. Yeah, you did the. Oh my god. But um, and then it came to episode two, and like I didn't remember a lot of it when I was younger. But you know what I remembered? Fight pit. I don't like sand. That was I don't like sand. In course, and it gets everywhere. See, but that didn't even click for me as a kid. What clicked for me when it came out as a kid was the giant pit, but specifically Obi Wan Kenobi's fucking lizard pet. Because I just wanted what <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's cool. I want that. It makes a cool sound. But that's what I mean. Is no matter how bad something Star Wars is, there's gonna be a time where everyone decides, okay, it's kind of good. I kind of like it. Yeah, I feel like with Star Wars, there's this weird like want for everything to be like made for it, you. You they went to age with you, people wanted to age with them, and also I feel and like, unfortunately it won't. I feel like everyone wants it to be like the deepest, most crazy story. Like I feel like everyone goes into a Star Wars movie and is like, I want Rogue One or Andor. Like you want the darkest, craziest story, yeah. and then because they want you to again, right? They want it to age, and then you're like. This wasn't that. This, was this a is dumb like kid the kid movie. movies that I watched as a kid when they were kid movies. Mm-hmm. And then as I get older, they were like, okay, actually I had a lot of fun, but I just wanted to like act like I didn't. Like, I feel like there's yeah. this like yeah. weird social I mean, like thing. I say it a million times. I saw uh, The Force Awakens nine times. Did you really? I saw it nine times, including the midnight. I I went to not even like the 1245. Wait, when did it come out? I was working at Laszlo's, so we yeah. So had, we were dating. We were dating. Yeah, because we remember right. we went to. We I saw went, with mom around well, Christmas. Well, because we had already yes. seen it together, and then I saw I mean, you before, were there with us, and you had and already then seen it. And then it was at Christmas, and then we said we were going to leave and see it, and then mom is like, "Wait, is that the new Star Wars movie?" And she's like, "Can I come?" And I was like, "Mom, you have seen Star Wars." And, and she was like, talking about how she's much like, she thought everyone Luke was saw hot. Star Wars. Yeah, I saw it midnight release, not the twelve forty five. I got in the yeah. very first showing at... Okay, uh, it was December 2015. Yeah. Newport AMC. Yeah, so we had, you had, like, just moved in. You were, I, like, in the process of moving in. Yeah, nope. you guys would have been together yeah. for about a year at that point. Yeah, yeah it was just moving in, but yeah, I, I saw it nine. Yeah, I remember... I helped, I helped a good chunk of funding the next movie. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you, I remember, because, like, literally you would see it, and then another friend would be like, hey, you want to see the Star Wars movie? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh, I remember this happening. Which is hilarious, now. because it is yeah. almost a shot-for-shot shot of, like, episode yeah. four. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I love that movie. And, like... Unapologetically, I'll still watch it. I watched the original trilogy on my phone on the fucking couch at the Detzel place. (laughs) The futon that everyone had fucked on. No, it was it was Uh, on the casting couch. Oh, the casting couch. Oh, it's a little black couch that our cats then tore apart. Anyway, do we have anything to say about Bo Katan and the Armor's journey? I have a lot to say still. Not as good as episode fucking uh, six or seven. Shut up, episode eight. And Uh, also the Phantom Menace. And I will always. Oh, all parts of episode eight. Duel of the Fates is is perfect, and I will live by Duel of the Fates. Anyway, yes. So, um, yes. Bo's quest. What is? What do we think? Do we think that she is going to end up? This is what I want to say. Is that I think Din's character doesn't want to go on these quests. But I that's th- what I was saying is, and yes, I get that that's not like what we want as the people watching his story, right? We want him to be on his fun little adventures with his fun little Jedi baby. But I don't know if Din's character, like, do you really think, do you really think if someone was like, let's say you're reading a fan fiction of this and, and Din gets the covert settled. Do you think at that point his character is going to say, let's go out and try to find my Mandalorians? Or okay. do you think he's going to? This, 
I I am going to. This is an Emily Andrus quote. Um, who she, she's the show owner of a bunch of uh, uh, lost girls. She, um, she's Winona Earp. A bunch a bunch of Canadian, mm-hmm. <laughs> mostly lesbian shows, and she used to say that like. She, like, everyone would always tell... Because she always would put, especially on Lost Girl, the, the main couple, they would always be this conflict, and they would never really end up together. And she's being like, I... Like, she's like, I know all of you fans think that you want to watch them at home on their couch watching Netflix, but that's not actually what True. you want. If you want that, go to you 3 and read the fanfic. True. I'm going to add this conflict because that is actually what you guys want because you want them to be on the couch... But if you just got to see them sit on the couch, you're not going to like it. And I've almost always been like, okay, but, but she always went to the extremes with that of like, okay, you don't have it that they can like never be together. But I think this is the thing. Yes, I want Din there leading the the foundling preschool with Grogu and him being like the classroom dad. Stop. But Stop. I want him to be there. So it would be better if the armor is like, you, Din Din Djarin, I have decided that you are going to go with Bo-Katan Kreese to find the other Mandalorians and mm-hmm. sure take your family with you. But, yeah. so Din's going to be there like, but I just want to be, like, I could be on Navarro, like, Grief is already there and, like, I could help you setting that stuff up. And then he has to go on all these quests with Bo-Katan when he really doesn't want to. And that's this conflict. Like, he doesn't want to be there. And then they're going to have to have the shenanigans with Grogu being there and being like, oh, I'll cry up. And then he's yes. going to, like, wander off. So, I feel like, I hope... Like, I know Din does not want to go, but I hope he has to go somehow. I get what you're saying. And I do agree. I do agree. What I meant by that is that, like, what I'm saying, yes, I get that. But I do think, like, we are kind of in a, as a, as a fandom in general, narrowing our, which, yes, the first two seasons absolutely is Din's story. Absolutely. That's all we focused on. That was the point of view. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying, though, is, like, right now, I'm not sure how much... Because we even talked about this before. Where does... The main conflict of Din's story has been resolved. Right? That's what yeah. we talked about is that, like, the... the He did the thing. Yeah. He he returned uh, Grogu to the Jedi. And then Grogu just chose to be with him as a foundling. So his main plot was done. And we said, where's his going to go now? And yeah. we said, well, I think Bo-Katan is going to have a big thing to do with this. And push it to a different place. Well, I feel like that's... Um... But I mean, I mean, I feel like this is almost a thing of like, I, like sure we could write Din off and have him be running the preschool, but then we basically written off Din, which like it, it we can't write off Grogu. He's too popular. We can't write off Pedro Pascal. Like, but right. but and I, I mean, Pedro Pascal even said someone was like, "How long do you think you're going to be playing the Mandalorian?" He said, "I think I'll be playing the Mandalorian until I die." <laughs> That's literally what he said. Well, I mean, probably <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, so like, look at like look at the actress in the original trilogy. Like yes, that is what. Yeah. But um, well, I feel like that's a good point that you bring up. Is like, like what is our main conflict right now? We don't have a main conflict. It's like maybe Moff Gideon's out there. So also, I also think that that's part of it. Says I feel like we've been if given we like make a story quests, but we haven't been given like conflicts. If we make us if we're taking this now, and I think almost in a weird way, we have to think of this as a first season. As strange yeah. as that is, like... Because we live like as all like, the full the second, complex this is of the first movie. two seasons. This yeah. is the second movie. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I feel like what we're setting up now, while we're focusing on Bo, I think the shit we're focusing on with Bo is going to become important to Din's story. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I feel like Din has his little... It, Din is having his moment of calm. His feeling like he has everything put together. Yeah. Everything is worked out. Yeah. And I feel like whatever happens, either if he goes with Bo or he doesn't, it's going to prove that, like, like whatever she does, 
is going to push his comfort that he's feeling at the time back into discomfort. Yeah. As hopefully it would be really smart then if they have plan if they plan out six seasons, that would be really smart to do like almost like a trilogy. Yeah. And have like one the two seasons, one movie, two seasons, one movie, two yeah. seasons. You know. Um so I don't know if we're gonna do that, but like I do think it's interesting. I guess like in in general terms, regardless, do you think Din or Bo should be the Mandalore? Well, I feel like Bo wants it and Din doesn't want it. So I feel like Din should be in charge because he doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say, like, you know, that's what you say about politics, but like, it rings true. Or the terrible ending in Game of Thrones. But um, <laughs> I feel like I don't, I feel like I can't say at this point because yeah. I don't know how genuine Bo is being about anything. Yeah. Um, I think Din would be, I mean, this is what we kept speculating at the end of this. Season two, where we were waiting for the season to come along, that we thought like it was gonna be like Mandalore Din with Bo as like the advisor, being like, "Man, I hate that you're the you're the king and not yeah. me." But like it, like I don't know at this point. Like I, I, I feel like also... I mean I don't want to I don't want them to get together in any sort of way. Yeah. I do think they would they would probably benefit as co leaders. I think so too. What I also think that there's almost gonna be this like. Um... I was just thinking there's like there's gonna be this like ideal where like they're both like but who should do it you know yeah. what i mean where they're both like almost trying to refer to the other yeah that's in why a way. yeah that's like why i say like good at co-eating it, you know like din's gonna be like oh you should be the mandalore mate i think you've earned this now like before you didn't but i think now you've really shown that you can do it and i think you should take it so i can have my little life with my family and yeah. she's gonna go May, that would be real interesting for Poe to say, no, I think you should do it. What I think would and, be and really interesting that. is they have this conversation, and then maybe the armor, or maybe some sort of other Mandalorian that we end up getting, it's pushing, oh, like, I feel like it would be like they make that decision of, like, we're, we should do this together, or we shouldn't uh-huh. do it or at more, all. I don't want to do it, you don't want to do it, you should do it, you should do it, so I guess we'll just be stuck doing it. Yeah, but, and then someone has to be like, no, it can only be one of you, and then, like, I find it really interesting if Bo is somehow forced to challenge Din for the Dark yes, Saber. That when they be... both don't want to. That would be very interesting. Like, I feel like that would be a great way of... Making them both reluctant leaders in it kind of thing. Yeah, or like they have they have to fight each other and be in conflict mm-hmm. with each other that they mm-hmm. really don't want to. Like, yes. and it's something like, I don't know, like the armor or something is like pushing them or I, I don't know, any other Mandalorian. But like, I, I feel like this is like, the, the politics of it is all very interesting right now, but it's like we... We don't have a conflict. We've had a series of quests. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So, I, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I, of course, we all know that I love, that we, as a group, love uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's episode. Oh, God, yes. I've so the that. next episode okay, cool. yes. is Bryce Dallas Howard's yes. episode. I think you're well, well, director Bryce Dallas Howard. I was going to say, like, uh, this is just the D&D part of me. I was saying, like, you know, this season started off with, yeah, it's got a few small quests. And then at the end of this episode, they just revealed, hey, the BBEG's back. True. The big bad evil guy. So like we're we're really talking about we're yeah. really okay. talking well, about well another we've been yes we've been very good with our transitions okay transitioning yeah. into the derelict <laughs> ship that Teva finds yes. at the end uh so we find the ship and we also find that there is some it do, it isn't a huge amount it's a small amount of Beskar embedded into the wall yes it's a second so, spear it was <laughs> no because it looked raw no, it, it looked pretty like. Yeah, so what, Cork, do you I feel like having the best mm-hmm. knowledge of Beskar, what is that and how could it have possibly gotten there? 
So it looked, I mean, to honest, honestly, it looks like, I don't even know what it looks like. It looks like maybe a chunk of armor, which would be very bizarre because for Beskar to be able to chip armor off, I don't think that that could really happen. Do with the best Beskar Would, weapon. Right. Yeah, but which, the only ones you know about the Beskar spear are the dark saber, both of which right. Din has. Right. So well, which doesn't have a spear anymore. Right. Well, where the spear but it's under, destroyed. Grogu. Grogu's chainmail. Oh, well, okay. Well, yeah. Right. Din was the last one to have both of them. Right. So, like, <coughs> that's the question. I remember they, that's the all question. the Mandalorians we see right now also aren't all the Mandalorians in the universe. Yes, that we is, have to remember Bo's whole party left. I'm not even that is about like something abortion. I didn't even think of but my even, fiance brought up. Yeah. Of what if I'm not even because about all party. of Bo's that everyone Bo had on her planet that they all left to go be mercenaries what if this has all been some sort of decoy and someone hired the Mandalorians as a mercenaries to kidnap Moff Gideon out of the ship? Or maybe because because Moff Gideon was responsible for the for purge, the it was Mandalorians did it on their own accord. Yes. Or could it be somebody who's no fucking Mandalorians were involved and it's fucking Ilya and evidence. like some other like Imperials framing the Mandalorians And that's why I think it. it might be a framing. And there's yeah. the one reason why is because... I don't know. I kind of like the idea of it being like well, more of the... Yes. More like another group of Mandalorians out there who are... Even more culty and militant pop. Well, I wouldn't even say. That's what I'm kind of like. That could be a cool thing where we finally find Moff Gideon. If it's like Bo and Dan are just going around, and they find they find this little covert, and they've just got this one fucking prisoner. Oh, almost like in. uh, Oh, in Prospect, when they just have a guy and like, yes, oh, when someone's just like change up when they walk walk into the camp, and it's just fucking Moff Gideon, then they have to be like, oh. Chip. <laughs> like, yeah, well, because that is also... And then Din has a slightly southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> He's two things on to throw him off guard. Yeah. <laughs> no, Din can't do accents. Though. Two things I want to say about that, though, is that, like, one... It'd be really bad. <laughs> so funny. One, like I said, the Beskar is weird. Because... I feel like, like more like it's probably a plant. Yeah, because... Okay, first of all, it's not going to chip off of armor. You're trying yeah. to say it's up? Yeah, <laughs> well, because there's going to be a lot to chip off a fucking Beskar, a piece of Beskar. Did someone throw it as a knife and then melt it? It takes a lot to fucking melt Beskar. Yeah, yeah it, looks it looks like, like a nugget. To the like, it looks like Look at what's in the forge piece. to melt Beskar. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, it takes all those flames to melt a tiny bit. And also, let's be honest, if we were doing an op where we had already killed all of the guards, and you were Mandalorians, they and part of your armor ship. chipped, they would have blown up the ship. They would have blown up the ship, or they would have seen... That Beskar, and they wouldn't have fucking left it. No. That makes it seem like it was left. They wanted someone to see it. Right. But if you see Beskar, if someone untrained to what Mandalorians think sees Beskar, all they're going to think is, a Mandalorian was here. As if Mandalorians are dropping Beskar. Yeah. But, like, the the Beskar is so rare now to actual, like, Mandalorians. Like... Yeah. And the Mandalorians themselves are so rare that there's no fucking way they're leaving any chunk of Beskar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unless something really crazy happened, which is why I think that it, I think it was, I think it's a plant. Yeah. it's. But I don't know if that's going to, I think that's also though going to come into the other, <coughs> like the, the mercenaries. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to come into the other mercenaries and like the other Mandalorians that are, are doing stuff because I, I don't know if everyone's going to agree on that. Because yeah. I definitely think the New Republic is going to say Mandalorians took Moff Gideon. And as much as we can get, Teva is probably going to trust Din and be like, you said your Mandalorians didn't take them. I trust you. You've helped me out enough times. 
But that doesn't mean that all the men. No, no, but yeah, that's right. the same. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but then he tries to report it back to base, and fucking Elia's there, is, and is being like, no, 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 I think I think it was this this Mandalorian from Navarro. And also, he already talked to someone else. Remember, there was someone on the call. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. talking to someone during it. That guy was going to name in the credits. Was he? Which I felt felt like was it also in the subtitles, but also in the credits. Right, he did say someone's name. Yeah, let me look it up because I, I thought it was weird so that he that was is, given a name. Because I said like that was the whole building the suspense. But so we hear right away that someone else. So he, Teva can't just keep it quiet. Yeah, Teva. Yeah, he's in there as Lieutenant Reed. Okay, so Teva can't just go to Din and say, "Hey, this is weird. I saw this. I know you guys. I know Moff Gideon had a lot to do with your guys' shit. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah, because now someone else knows. The Mandalorians. Something with Mandalorians was involved with. Yeah. Moff also, fucking Moff Gideon could have fucking planned it. I don't. I don't trust him to have some Beskar heading up his fucking ass <laughs> while he was arrested. Yeah. Kind of. Like he was. He literally has something against the Mandalorians and yeah. definitely has yeah. uh, affinity. Here's the question: Does the New Republic do cavity searches? Sure. <laughs> right. And he definitely. Ah, uh, Kara would have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he definitely has like an affinity towards the Beskar because he had remember the well I guess he didn't technically the client did but they had all that Beskar that was all Imperial Beskar yeah, yeah. I, don't, I do think that that, is, that was an interesting good plot to bring in though of this yeah are people going to think that now Moff Gideon is working with the Mandalorians which brings into that whole idea that or I feel like I don't know if they're going to think that I think more so they're going to think that, that like the Mandalorians kidnapped him to like kill him or something and that's still going to be against what they want. Which so they're going to try the whole, the whole ideal that, at least in the New Republic's eyes, that the Mandalorians are still, you know, barbarians or, or warmongers. Yeah. And or, then... Or that, that they're just trying to take over, like, you know, like, that they're just too violent. Yeah. Because that was kind of the whole thing, at least that the em- Empire liked to build on. Yeah. And, and they've liked to, the Republic even earlier liked to do that as well. At the Mandalorians were only allowed to stay independent once they became pacifists. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the one thing I want to talk about was how interesting I think it is to put the Mandos on Navarro as their home base. Which is an independent planet. An independent planet. And to have them be like the protectors of Navarro, I think is perfect. I could not have like chosen a better choice for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is a great decision. Also, we're out of rim. Yeah. We're independent. And we have specifically been abandoned by the New Republic. Well, I was going to say, that's probably why we weren't mentioned, like, just in general, uh, in, like, the sequels is Outer Rim. We didn't hear shit about the Outer Rim in the sequels. Wasn't Jakku in the Outer Rim? Yes, but Jakku was also, like, on the other side of the Outer Rim. Jakku was also real close to Wild Space. Jakku was very Outer Rim. Okay. But, because, like, that was the Battle of Jakku. So that was the end of the war with the Empire. Okay. Done. Definitely ended at that point. Okay. Uh, and we get a lot of Jakku in later Aftermath books. But, yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting to have the Mandalorians be doing their own shit in the Outer Rim, protecting independent worlds, because then you can say that they they were were just... never mentioned at all in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, they were just minding their own business, but building their own force. So then you can pull them into into anything. In the future. Yeah. Yeah. In the sequels and and further, yeah. Yeah. That, oh, the Mandalorians were here and they were building a force. And yeah. they were doing this. Also, I just love the idea that, that they started on Navarro and we're back in Navarro, but now we are that seen I'm, not as like a weird underground well, force. It, well, not even that. It was like basically of what the citizens of Navarro knew 
Din was a Mandal yes. was the Mandalorian. There was, yeah. one, there was one bounty hunter that came there every once in a while. Right, and he was a Mandalorian. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah. Now there's now like we a have, whole community. There's a na- Mandalorian yes. neighborhood. <laughs> I, yes, I love the idea. Yeah, that there's a bit because it gives a whole another ideal of like what they're doing. Because no matter what, yeah, the Mandalorians love adopting people. True. So there's no way that at least a, a small percentage of the Navarro population isn't going to just become Mandalorians. True. Because that's yeah. what they do. They show up to a world, and whether they're conquering or not, they just mm-hmm. start talking about their shit and. People People are like, you got cool armor and you do cool shit. Or they take, you know, war orphans. Yeah. So, like, I love this ideal, though, of, like, the Navarroans and the Mandalorians, like, working together and, like, forming this this different community. In that way, especially with, like, how their older culture worked. I know they're usually, like, a lot of people compare them to, like, uh, the the, the Nords. That's right, aren't they? Are they also, like, the Mongolians? I mean, maybe, well, because they, they were always, I mean, probably a little bit because they yeah. were always um, not, like, they were always nomads. Yeah. So they never, like, had, like, a, yes, Mandalore was their home world, but the whole ideal, especially in the early days yeah. of, like, the But New I meant Crusaders. just more, like, takeover plans, kind of, like, yes. their own government yeah. there and everything. Yeah, very much, though, yeah, during, like, yeah, the, the Mandalorian Wars yeah. and stuff, yeah. I think it's cool, it's a cool way to say that, like, also, like, we can build the Mandalorians, <laughs> like, we're willing to be out. And, like, be here and, like, be like, hey, we'll protect you mm-hmm. yeah. because we want to, because we're weird little communist, militant communist, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, not communist because the Republicans like it, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're wrong because no, the Mandos are... It was are, a reference to yes. Last of Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is new goal if they possibly go back to the Common House boarding school. What's like? I hope fix it I was, again. I was like, are there gonna be little foundlings oh, in, the, in the other? Shut is Ragnar up. and Grogu gonna go I, to school in the <laughs> common house with the other kids? They have a little exchange program. Yes, yes. Well, There's a I'm bunch of little kids in helmets in front of that yeah, one door. Are the foundlings that are with the covert now learning their math and everything else? Of course they are. It's about the foundlings. That's all anyone cares about. I agree about the foundlings, but are they teaching mm-hmm. the foundlings like? Is yes, the armor teaching them like writing? Definitely. You call it a dad. It doesn't seem to sound like they're teaching them the correct. Their, their yeah, language. they're not learning. Well, they're not going to learn the language at Common House Brewing School. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Unless they teach Mandoa as a family language, which they might start if they have this Mandoa. Hey, they should do a dual education at Common House Brewing School. Yes. They have a dual language program of Common and Mandoa for all the new kids that yes. move in the neighborhood. There's a magnet school. <laughs> There's like a little. <laughs> There's like a bunch of Mandalorian restaurants that start in the area. Oh my god, because they're cat- <laughs> in, specifically in the gentrified areas of Navarro. <laughs> oh yeah, some some guy has a, has a Tingalar food truck in the middle of Navarro. They're like, hey, now. we know what Spotch is. Try this stuff. Do you want tihar? It needs like Mandalorian kombucha. Tihar. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> tihar is like Mandalorian alcohol that they brew with anything. That they- it's basically moonshine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I love that <laughs> Navarro, like, Navarro becoming this, like, weird, because they're already a pretty diverse city, yeah. like, yeah. between aliens and shit, and they're yeah. like, <laughs> that's the kind of shit of Star Wars that I yes. love. Is uh, it, like, at the end of the taps of, um, <laughs> of whatever, I guess it's not yes, Common House Brewing. There's a Nitrogal. The, the there's all, the, there's Wait, all like, the regular Indiana? beers, and then there's, like, four Mendoa ones at the end. She's Star Wars dog Nitro-Gol. walking. <laughs> that's always why I think that. I think that was so many times. <laughs> um, gotta walk I that have fucking one. blur again. 
Now we're making Mandalorian slash drag race jokes that only me and Brett enjoy. For I was sure. gonna say I can't even make fun of you guys are saying anymore. <laughs> he was saying Anitra Gall, like Anitra, who's one of the finalists in Drag Race. Okay, and she does this thing where she like she's really good at duck walking, so she'll be like, "Walk that duck," and I was like, "Walk that bird." Blurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I may have gotten a slightly too drunk. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because you're alcohol tolerance because you're going through puberty. <laughs> but you drink one hard monster, you drunk so I've always been weak. Let's talk about how my boy's going through puberty. <laughs> yeah. They, can, they was... can hear it. They yeah. <laughs> I think they notice. <laughs> my voice has fallen like three octaves. Well, which crack do you think they noticed? <laughs> I feel like I was going to say one more thing. <laughs> oh, oh Common House, blur, uh, Gentrification, Navarro, Cool, Man. No, I feel like he had a real point. <laughs> I don't know if I did have a real point, though, honestly. So I think, basically, <laughs> my point is I think that this brings up a lot of interesting ideals of where we're going yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, what was the Vice Tales Howard episode last season? Uh, it was um, it was the heiress. Okay. Where we... Yeah. So we moved the plot forward the, a lot. Yeah. yeah. What is the siege? Um, not the siege. Um, Sanctuary did, too, in the first season. Yeah. Yeah, Sanctuary. Well, because that was, like, him and Kara mm-hmm. um, initially. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like she usually directs yes. kind of important. Like yes, she, she usually she directs, directs with important like, and she usually directs very um, character-driven stories. I was going to say, not even just character-driven, like, usually we get, like, cool, badass females in them, too. Right. Well, yeah. Which is I why don't I... Don't say female like that. Yeah, women. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's why I feel like we might get Sabine. Mm, sure. Yeah. That's interesting. That'd be cool. And then if we get Sabine, I'm going to demand we see either more Zeb... And where is Kallus? Ezra. I need to know where Kallus is. I'm very upset. I'm very upset. Because we're not going to get fucking Kaden. Maybe he's dead. Yeah. Maybe Kallus is babysitting Jason. Shut up. <laughs> can, we get, can we get live action Jason? <laughs> Are they going to dye a five-year-old's hair green? I'm for it. It can be a wig. I'm going to wig on a five-year-old. It, it's not just green. It's also kind of slightly technically. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. It's just green. It's just green. Because weirdly, Twi'leks just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some Twi'leks just look half Twi'leks. Just I mean, it kind of lines up because Twi'leks were just human. the green women of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, they they did weird shit with the Twi'leks. Anyway, I guess we're done. <laughs> okay. I mean, we could rant more about how much I love the prequels, but or at uh, yeah, least how much I love Episode One. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we're good though. All right. Um, and how Maul could still come back. <laughs> oh my god. No. All right, well, if you have anything to say about this episode of Bo-Katan's quest or people from Weber showing up or Court's lover Darth Maul, <laughs> um, we are at Breakershot Pod on Twitter and Tumblr and Breakershot Podcast at gmail.com. If you stumbled onto our podcast without knowing how to spell it, we are Breakershot. B-R-I-I-K-A-S-A-K. All right, we will be back with the sixth episode of season three of The Mandalorian on April 7th. We will see all of you then. Retoshimi. Bye. Kawashi. See ya. Bye.